0: Confederacy and the Humanity Solar Union fought a bloody and brutal war for almost ten years. The Confederates, otherwise known as the UCC, were winning. They had more ships, more experience, and more of a reason to fight. The HSU were not willing to let the colonies of Jupiter, Saturn, and Neptune run themselves independently. Thus. Project Amsel was born. In the conflict's final years, the Union deployed weapons referred to as Vikings, genetically altered vat-grown humanoids with the express purpose of making and winning war. After first contact with the Vikings, the Confederates surrendered 301 days later.
1: The screen comes in on a starfield scene, like all of the episodes start. The uh, title credits of Viking fade to black, and the same green text comes up. Uh, the text reads 21 years ago. Date 2489. Ship CS Ticonderoga, Confederate transport frigate. Location? 1.5 days from the Jupiter gravity well. Deceleration. Mission. Transportation of diplomats off grid. Classified. We come in on the bridge of the ship. Uh, the bridge of the ship is a Confederate class vessel of frigate variety would probably have uh, maybe 10 or so um, crewmen aboard at various consoles and stations. Uh, Tim is going to be playing the role of our lieutenant commander who is in charge of the vessel. Uh, We do a sweeping panorama around the bridge and come to uh, Lieutenant Commander Isha Shadid, Confederate junior officer of the Ticonderoga, age 31 years, deep olive skin, black hair tucked tucked neatly under a naval kefia, clothes-trimmed, black beard, star tattoo next to the right eye socket, Um, and dressed neatly in a naval bridge uniform. Lieutenant Commander, the scene is yours.
2: All right, crew, station reports. I want everyone reporting in.
1: Ensign Faroo comes up to you. He's basically your second hand on the bridge. Sir, Lieutenant Commander Shadid Kams is reporting in. Emergency beacon, 96,000 kilometers out. Call sign is the CS Atkinson. She's been reported missing now for a week. What are your orders?
2: All right. Let's see what we can do for him.
1: The uh, rest of the bridge uh, immediately falls into action, diverting the ship's course to check out the C.S. Atkinson. We cut to the crew quarters. Um, We see a small room with bunk beds. Uh, uh, Petty Officer Mulvaney, who's played by Charity... Uh, Petty Officer Mulvaney is a rifleman of Green Team, um, age 19 years, dark brown hair, uh, muscular body type, uh, like a Tom Hardy of sorts, Uh, naval combat dress, uh, tattoos, he has two signature tattoos under both eyes. Under one eye it says Hab 15, and under the other eye it says O2 boys. So Petty Officer Mulvaney stands outside the open door talking with one of the various deckhands on ship. Inside the Spartan naval crew quarters is uh, our other actor, um, Jason, who's playing the role of Chancellor Nalvuri. She is, uh, Madam Nalvuri is the Confederate Chancellor of Emerald Station. Her, she is 46 years old, short cropped gray hair, average body type, She's dressed in green formal wear uh, that's wrapped around her body. She's uh, Indian of uh, ancestry. Uh, there, there are like multiple belts and, and things festooned to keep the flowy dress of hers from getting a little too out of control. So she is inside this room um, sitting on her bunk. Um, her daughter uh, is sitting across from her on her bed um, reading a book. Next to the Chancellor is her speechwriter, Buford. And uh, on one of the bunks asleep and strapped in is the CEO of Godfrey & Sons Construction, Bailey Godfrey, who looks like any, like, insert any annoying CEO type you've seen in the news, and that's what he looks like. He's fast asleep, strapped into his bed with a mask and headphones on his bunk. Buford sits next to... Uh, now very, and he says, okay, so I think we should go with a more call-to-action framing. We want the companies who've stuck by us to feel secure that the Confederacy will protect their interests, right?
3: That's true, but we need to ensure that the people understand that they won't be taken advantage of. We need to walk a safe line here. Right, right. So maybe if I, I can change a few things in this, soften it a little bit, right? Let's, let's sure up what we, what we can extend out, but also make sure our partners know they're well cared for.
1: Uh, your uh, daughter's across in the other bunk. She puts her her book down. Jasa um, is her name. Uh, Jasa speaks up and says, much longer are we going to be on this thing mom
3: long enough but look at just pay attention to bailey over there it looks like he's about ready to have a little nap perhaps <laughs> you're handling this better little jossa thanks mom
1: she goes back rolls her eyes and goes back to reading um buford says i i, I don't think it should be too much longer uh Petty officer, uh, sir. What? Um about how much longer are we out from uh from uh, the Galilean colonies?
4: I turn around to a small computer bay in this uh wherever you said we are, the yeah, bunks so, or whatever. Yeah,
1: and you're like standing right outside the door, there's there's like terminals and stuff mm-hmm. around that you could access.
4: Uh, not much longer. Uh, a day, two max.
1: See, Jessa, it, this. This will be, this will be fine. Um. Okay. So, all right, I'll move some. Hmm. I think if we and then the scene dissolves to black and we come back up to the bridge. Uh, we see on the main view screen the ship, uh, of the CS Atkinson which is a similarly sized frigate to the ship that you're on. However, this frigate is an attack frigate. So instead of transporting people and supplies, this thing has guns on it. Uh, we, we see that the square nose of the ship has four, torpe- has four chutes for torpedoes on the front. And then there are two large barrel macro turrets that are sitting uh, one on top and one on bottom. And these turrets are meant to shoot capital class ships and disable or destroy them. So in our last episode, we saw like this little frigate gunboat. Um, these are much bigger. Again, if we're going to think in terms of like, what does our Navy have? This would be like, like a, guns that a small destroyer would have mm. meant to attack other capital class ships. Okay. The camera zooms in uh, on the bridge and we, we see... Uh, well, the audience's camera, I should say, zooms back in on the bridge, and uh, the screen, we get this over-the-shoulder view of um, Lieutenant Commander looking uh, at these various view screens. The main view screen has the Atkinson pulled up, and different portions of the ship are highlighted various colors with different warnings on them. One reads, venting coolant, 8.4%. Another highlights the rear portion of the ship, hull damage, layers one through three, compromised. And then another, uh, another uh, screen reads, uh, fusion drive, 21% operational capac- capacity.
2: All right, boys, we got a leaking duck. Did it come from the inside or was it an external? Uh, Ensign, uh, Ensign Faroo speaks up.
1: <coughs> oh, we're, we're checking that now, sir.
2: All right, let me know as soon as you can. We are able to hail them on the comms? You try all channels?
1: Uh, yes, sir, we've tried to hail them, and there's no response. All right. One of the other de- uh, bridge, bridge mates speaks up. Uh, ensign, would you look at this? And the ensign scurries over to his screen. Uh, Lieutenant Commander, you may want to look at this. Pull it up. Uh, the screen changes, and the, uh, digital, the uh, green display fades out and fades back up on um, a different camera angle th- or a different camera view. This is not like a digital display. This is like a live camera feed of the ship. And you see that there is a big hole and there's just uh, a fuel pouring, pouring out of the side of the, uh, side of the ship. Life support appears completely dead, sir. But there are beacons activated inside of the ship here. And um, one of the comms men uh, throws... The superimposes that uh, a map, like a diagram map of the ship, and there are beacons activated inside the ship. There's like little pings that are pinging towards the center. Can we confirm anyone on board? Sorry, sir. We've been trying, but we can't get anything. Uh, the signals say they've been on for 110 hours.
2: Do we know whose ship this is?
1: Um, It... It is our ship, sir. We've confirmed it is the C.S. Atkinson. All the call signs match up. Diagram data is the same.
2: How many does that boat carry?
1: Uh, 50 men, sir. the hell they go? I don't know. They, they might be held up in the crew quarters, though, conserving oxygen. 100 plus hours with no life support. I mean, they'd be pretty lucky to make it that long.
2: All right. Everyone back off the ship could blow up at any time. Let's... Let's reposition and see if we can't figure out what happened to it.
1: Right away. Navigation. Move us about. And the, the ship, you feel like the lurch of the ship as it, as it adjusts thrusters and repositions. Uh, Ensign Faroo uh, walks back over to you, Lieutenant Commander. He says, sir, we've got a message beacon out to Fleetcom. Com. Um, if there are sailors aboard that ship, they're going to run out of air before Fleetcom gets the beacon. Now, in terms of in-universe, a message beacon is like a torpedo that you can shoot in a direction that will carry a message. Um, It's the only way that you can send messages faster than ships can travel is basically shooting a space message gun. It's not a laser. Uh,
4: I quit.
1: (laughs) Sir, uh, permission to speak freely? Yeah. Yeah. If there are men aboard that ship, I think... Well, I think we should send boarding teams to see if they're okay.
2: And What would happen if that happened to be a trap? Would you take the responsibility for that decision, or would I? You would, sir. That's right. So, why don't we back off, try to confirm life from the outside. We don't need to send more bodies into a trap.
1: Yes, sir. You heard the man, move us about. And the ship rotates and turns... Um, uh, cut back over to the crew quarters So you all have felt like The the constant acceleration of the ship You get used to that Ships traveling in one direction for a long time You don't even notice <clears throat> Ship stops, begins rotating You feel all that as your bodies are changing momentum um, uh, Madam or uh, petty officer
4: I go back to the little station Computer station in the hallway Mm-hmm and uh, just check the status of the ship.
1: So you you as a petty officer would not have uh, access to like the direct, like what the captain's doing. You right. would basically put in like ask your commanding officer who would be like a sure. warrant officer more or less. Yeah. Uh, higher up the chain.
4: Okay. Uh, I go over to the... Officer channel Mm -hmm. on the comms. I go over there, whatever. I put it to the officer channel. Uh, Commanding officer.
1: Uh, Mulvaney? Uh, What's the status of our VIPs? Stable. Good. Uh, Sounds like we've come upon the Atkinson. It's a ship that went dark about a week ago. What happened? We're not sure. She's venting a lot of her vitals, though. Uh, no sign of life on the ship yet.
4: Are they holed up somewhere? Trying to conserve oxygen?
1: Likely, sir. Or, er, he wouldn't call you sir. Uh, likely, Mulvaney. Uh, likely, bitch. <coughs> stand by. I don't know if what we're going to be doing, but just stand by for orders. Um, keep eyes on the VIPs. Actually, keep them in their rooms if you can.
4: Roger that. Uh...
3: Kind of wary of, like... Things, But, you know, focusing on the speech and working through things with my with uh, with Buford uh, mm-hmm. and my, you know, keeping my daughter in line.
1: Yeah. So. So, again, the chancellor of Emerald Station. So in the old conf- when the Confederacy was was an independent state, um, the chancellors were uh, the highest ranking person on that station. Um, okay. They would they like only city states. Yeah, they okay. would only report to the governors who were in charge of that system's colony. So like okay. all the colonies in Jupiter would report to the governor, but each individual colony would have a chancellor. And okay. you're a chancellor of Emerald Station. Got it. Yeah. Anything
3: happening that's alarming me with the way the ship is moving.
1: Well, you're you know that Been you on- you're being taken away from the inner Farther away from the inner systems because uh, the year is uh, 2489 and this is like in the early stages of the Civil War. Right. Between the inners and the exoplanets. So stopping movement
3: might be a cause for alarm. Uh, Petty Officer. Yes, ma'am. Have we changed course? I have a very important speech to give. And I cannot be detained.
4: I understand that, ma'am. I'm receiving, waiting on receiving orders from my higher-ups, and I will, alarm you, I will alert you of any changes to our navigation.
1: Buford leans over to you. I think that's bullshit.
2: We've definitely moved. Buford,
3: adjust those paragraphs, as I said. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> and he goes yeah. back to... Petty uh,
3: officer. Yes, ma'am. Who's the commanding officer of the ship again?
1: That's a great question. Lieutenant Commander Shadid would be the highest ranking officer. Uh, your next in command would be uh, Warrant Officer O'Reilly would be um, your you direct said? report. It would be Tim's character, Lieutenant Commander oh. Isha Shadid or Lieutenant Commander Shadid.
4: L- Lieutenant Commander Shadid is the l- in charge. Uh,
3: I'd like to have a... I'd like to speak with the the lieutenant commander, if I may. Remind him of my deadline for my speech that's very important.
4: Our navigation team and our captain is very Petty aware Petty officer, of your... I
3: understand that. I'd like to speak with the lieutenant commander.
4: Excuse me, I need all of you to go back to your quarters. Uh, that's, that's the order I've just received over my comms. I
3: would like to impress upon you that... Part of the oppression that we decided to separate ourselves from was from the police state of the solar union. We operate differently here, and I'm sure you're aware of that. Uh, as an O2 boy, I know you love, you, you identify with your freedom. I, also- I want to ensure the importance of the speech is more important than any delay that may be possible.
4: Listen, lady... We're going to get you to your speech on time. Now go back to your room before I call in reinforcements.
3: You've made a grave mistake.
4: Don't forget who you're speaking to.
1: You could... So, uh, again, because you guys don't know, like, what you don't know. uh, A couple things. Uh, Chancellor, you could just go around this petty officer and just, like, call his... Her, his, their superior and demand whatever it is you want petty officer you these may as well be civilians and you as a branch of the confederate military should technically be able to tell them what to do Mm -hmm. and if your orders are to stay in your room then that is what you should do but you also should recognize that being a chancellor of a station i mean presents a certain amount of uh authority
4: I'll tell you what. I'll go get Lieutenant, and I'll bring him to you. Please stay in your quarters. Don't make me ask you again. I am here to ensure your safety. Don't forget that.
3: I think that sounds like an acceptable idea.
4: We're all on the same team here, Chancellor.
3: It's good that you remember that.
4: I turn and try to go find the lieutenant.
1: Sure. So you you uh, walk down. I mean, the ship isn't huge, it but it is like a frigate transport ship, so it's quite long. You say
4: that like I know what that means. No,
1: I know. I <laughs> sorry. I hate to speak in, with so much jargon. So, a uh, like sizes of ships go like. Battle cruiser as the biggest a carrier would be equivalent to a battle cruiser those are like okay. the biggest ships. Uh-huh. Then you have destroyers and cruisers which are the second largest capital class ship okay. and then you would have frigates and corvettes which are smaller more maneuverable craft that are more specialized okay. like destroyers and cruisers can kind of do whatever. Frigates are small enough to where they can specialize and do a specific thing okay you, the ship that you are on and that you are assigned to as a naval officer, Is the uh, frigate Ticonderoga, which is specifically a troop transport, or in this case, dignitary transport ship. There's a lot of places for people to live, and there's a lot of weapons on the ship for those soldiers to use. Um, okay. So yeah, that was a lot of exposition to just tell you it's a smallish, but not very small ship. Cool. So you approach the bridge, and there's two uh, warrant officers that are in... um, uh, VAC suits, but they don't have their helmets on. It's a standard procedure to uh, be prepared. Um, and as you approach, <laughs> one, of, one of them says, uh, Mulvaney, what's, uh, is everything okay?
4: The Chancellor's demanding to speak to someone in charge.
1: Jesus Christ. Seriously?
4: I told her that it's our job to keep her safe and that she needs to follow my orders, but she pulled rank on me.
1: All right. Uh, (laughs) Lieutenant Commander's pretty busy. We came upon the Atkinson.
4: I heard. She's worried about making her deadline.
1: This is really weird, Mulvaney. What? There's no life signs on the ship. It's, It's a ghost.
4: All right, so we give it a space burial, and we move on. We've got bigger fish to fry.
1: I'll let you talk to the Lieutenant Commander, and he steps aside... And uh, comms onto, uh, goes onto a comms, and he says, Yep. yes, the one, she's watching the chancellor. He's watching the chancellor. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, Yes, I know. Cut over to the bridge. Lieutenant Commander, uh, one of the uh, uh, warrant officers that's uh, mainly responsible for, like, putting people around in the ship comes up to you, uh, sir.
2: Yes. What is it?
1: Uh, petty officer Mulvaney. Uh,
2: is there a problem with the chancellor?
1: The chancellor's demanding to see you, sir.
2: All right. Very well. Where is she?
1: She's confined to her quarters as ordered. Should I have her sent
2: to you? No, I'll head down. Monitor the situation up here. If anything changes, notify me over the comms immediately.
1: Yes, sir. Ensign Farou. And Farou comes over and he begins like kind of organizing people. Okay, so we're going to, you know, do another pass and make sure to scan for, you know, this shit. Um, so we'll just follow. Well, the camera follows you, uh, Lieutenant Commander, as you walk through the ship. And as you pass, you know, uh, other Confederate naval officers stand at attention for you to pass. Um, and then once you pass, they return to doing whatever it was they were doing.
2: Madam Chancellor.
3: Lieutenant Commander, I would like to thank you for your gracious hospitality. I'm no stranger to Zero-G and the uh, movements of ships that fare in space. I notice that we have been taken off course. I would like to ask, is there something that is happening, or can we resume course?
2: We've been momentarily sidelined in order to assist another ship. It's one of ours and we're not detecting any life signs. So we're doing our job, figuring out what happened.
1: Oh. Um, J- Jossa speaks up.
3: So you're telling me this is gonna take even longer? Oh Jossa. Settle down. Please continue your
2: reading. We're working as fast as we can, but it's important to remember that many lives were very likely lost. That ship carried fifty people and we're not detecting anyone.
3: Oh, what a that is a tragedy. Um what is the name of the ship, if I, if I may ask? The Atkinson. Yeah, right. The Atkinson. Am I aware of that? It, no. Okay. It's,
1: like, it's just another, like, small-time It's frigate. been missing
2: for
3: a week. And, and I'm and, chancellor of the Emerald?
1: Emerald Station, which
3: is in, like, Saturn systems, so... Okay. Uh, the people of, the, of, the, of Emerald Station do grieve if truly all these lives uh. are lost... Uh, Please do what you need to to see to your efforts, but understand that we have a very important speech to deliver on time. I completely understand. I appreciate your input. I would also ask that you teach some etiquette to your petty officer. Lieutenant Commander, you get calmed over your
2: uh, headset. I'll do that right away, Chancellor. Yes, what is it?
1: Uh, We have a situation on the bridge.
2: I'll be right there. I must go. See to your duties. Thank you. I bow and I leave.
1: <sighs> so you, you come back onto the bridge, Lieutenant Commander, and everyone, everyone has a tense look on their face. What's happened? Uh, Warrant officer, play it back again. And uh, you see like a sound waveform come up on the screen. And uh, you hear, Help! Hey, who whoever's out there? We've been just—we're dis- running out of oxygen. Please, if you can hear us, if you receive this, we are alive. Confederate petty officer Nicholas, first class, um, aboard the Atkinson. Uh. Um, there's there's ten of us. <laughs> we're running out of oxygen. If you're out there, please- and then it and then it cuts off, <sighs> sir. It's it's. Not a recording.
2: Do we have an open comm with them?
1: No, it was a, a message burst.
2: There's no... Where'd it come from? From
1: inside the ship. where the, We're getting these beacons.
2: I've been Lieutenant Commander for a long time. You get to develop certain feelings after a while. Yes, sir. This doesn't feel good. Agreed, sir. We have to do what we can to help the soldiers out there. But I want to make one thing clear. Yes, sir. You keep that line open.
1: Yes, sir. We can dispatch a, a landing team. We don't even have to go near the ship.
2: Where are you prepared to land?
1: We've calculated an entry point here, and the screen changes to that same diagram map. We could get one of, If the... Um, if the... Uh, if the ship... If the bay doors won't open, we can get one of our landing <laughs> craft in this breach in the hull here. We can send two fire teams in to investigate. We can keep the ship out. The engine's warm. We can bail if we need to. But, sir, those are our men.
2: All right. Let's do what we can.
1: Yes, sir. On your order. Everyone, Stations. And uh, the bridge suddenly becomes a hive of activity as people are moving to various consoles and uh, the bridge lights change from a standard fluorescent uh, bright white to like a deep humming red color. Uh, uh, People's chairs uh, shift and change, like sit back further so that if the ship needs to pull any crazy Gs, um, they're situated safely. Crazy Gs! Uh, Lieutenant Commander, there is a bridge station that uh, folds out that gives you a 360-degree view of the bridge. Also has straps so that, again, if the ship turns sharply, you're not going to go flying into the roof. Cut over to the crew quarters. Uh, Petty Officer, uh, you get calmed.
4: Don't I know it.
1: Petty Officer Mulvaney? Yes, sir. We're dispatching blue and red teams on gunboats to investigate the ship. Green team's going to be held up here. Roger that. I'm sending over the rest of green team. You put them where you need to, but make sure that family and those VIPs remain secure. Got it?
4: Roger that.
2: And the lieutenant commander jumps on the cam. And Mulvaney. Yes, sir. If I have to hear from another dignitary that you aren't doing your job, you're off the boat.
4: Yes, captain. You lieutenant, captain lieutenant, captain lieutenant, <laughs> lieutenant, Command- lieutenant captain, <laughs> lieutenant
2: commander Shadid.
4: That's Doctor Mister Professor yeah. Lieutenant Captain yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I love it. <laughs> All right, so let's see. We're
4: lieutenant what?
1: Lieutenant, com-
2: lieutenant commander.
4: Commander Shadid.
2: Yep.
1: Yep. 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 So uh the we do a like a transitional scene where we know time has passed and the bridge we we were back on the bridge and the main screen has changed from a uh a huge map of the ship to now um several small screens have appeared that all have uh um, body cameras, ten body cameras of the very of the two squads of five that are on the gunboat en route to the Atkinson. Um, the camera views on the screens are of the interior of this gunboat, and the the uh, screens jerk violently. Well, the the cameras jerk violently, so the the screens are distorted. It's just a lot of shaking. Um, uh, under-, under on each camera, there's a name and rank in black text, and. Uh, Above each camera is a heart rate monitor and an oxygen meter. Um, the bridge's audio is filled with live sound from the two squad leaders, uh, blue squad leader and red squad leader of their comms and onto the bridge.
2: Blue and red, check in.
1: Tyco, this is blue squad leader Hudson checking comms. Do you read?
2: Loud and clear.
1: Tycho, this is red squad leader Michaels checking comms. Do you read?
2: I read you. Now stay in contact with each other. Keep yes, your line of sight. Sir.
1: Yes, sir. And so we, we watch as uh, a Blue Squad, um, Blue and Red Squads, the gunship that they're on, um, approaches the exposed hull of the uh, Atkinson. And uh, we see little venting thrusters as the ship angles and positions so that it can fit in between the debris and it disappears inside of the Atkinson. Um it's all we hear is like the military jargony stuff coming through comms like, OK, check your corners, go here, uh, you know, green uh, red one, go to blah, 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 uh, cut over to the crew quarters. It's very quiet inside the crew quarters at this point. Uh, P.O. Mulvaney, um, how do you dispatch your men? You've got a team of four others that you can tell what to do. Um, where do you put people? What do you do?
4: Uh, so this uh, crew quarters is like, how big would you say it is?
1: Uh, it's probably about the size of the space we're in right now, like a large bedroom.
4: Okay. And there's, there's
1: two bunks and a writing desk and then a door out into the hallway. And the hallway is where all the other like various crew quarters of rooms that are the same as this one down until you get to the bridge.
4: And how many other people are on this ship? Are there other crew quarters?
1: They're all empty. Every, everybody is everybody's
4: out. Everybody's in one. Or everybody's just noodling about the ship. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not talking to the microphone. No, it's okay. Um. Uh, so I put one in my place, watching over this room. Mm-hmm. Um, I send one to the bridge. Um, and I... So that's two. Yep, plus you got me two. Is three. So it's you got like two, two other more. guys. So I girls. lead these other two, and we are just on like a circuit around uh, the ship, kind of just making sure everybody's keeping cool. Yeah. Nothing's getting out of line.
1: Yeah. You get a comm, uh from your uh, commanding officer, uh, Mulvaney. Uh, boarding teams have breached the Atkinson. Uh, stay on point. Keep the VIPs calm. It's probably nothing, but we aren't taking any chances out here. We're still a day and a half deceleration away from the colonies. So just be on alert.
4: Roger that. Thank you.
1: Uh, Chancellor, what do we see in your room? So uh, again, when the ship goes onto to alert status, the normal bright fluorescent lights go away and the lights are replaced by this deep red like combat readiness light that um, allows your eyes to best function so that you can see both in darkness,
3: but also there's enough light to make out details that you need to see. So, at first, uh, my daughter uh, kind of gets scared immediately, mm-hmm. but then, as nothing is dangerous has happened, is becoming more okay with it. Mm-hmm. But the longer that nothing is happening, all the adults are getting more nervous. So, The child is getting more exploratory and like, oh, this is fine. All the adults are kind of sitting around. So I'm kind of Jasa, just come, come sit with me. Let's read. And I pull up a like a pull up a data pad and I start reading like the space version of the 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 moon or whatever that that book is. You know, to her and almost taking her into a childish, more childlike place and reading like. Here's a, here's a story you'd like to read when you were five, you know, and yeah. just kind of reading with her. and She, like, really, like, enjoys this. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. all right, something familiar. And right. you can see
1: uh, uh, Buford is, like, nervously, like, tapping his foot and, like, just continues to erase and write and, um, well, okay. So I said write and erase, but he's definitely typing this. You would not want, like, eraser flakes floating around in a, a ship.
3: Right, he's working on a pad. <laughs> yep. And then I see that he's doing that, and I said, Come Biffer, come over here. And like and I say, tell me a story from your childhood. Jocelyn, oh, would you like to hear that? Oh yeah, no, that would be great. We kind of turned it into story time. Yeah, tell us Sure. Uh
1: Chancellor, should we wake up? Okay. Well, so uh I grew up in a small station in the Belt, actually. Uh the first time and then it sort of fades on him telling this really boring story about living on some shithole uh, gas station in the middle of the belt. We go back to the bridge where uh, if tensions in crew quarters were like somewhat light, uh, extremely tense and quiet, as again, the, all we can hear is the sound of the fire teams like reporting in like, okay, uh, green one, uh, opening the door, clear, uh, moving ahead.
4: Not green because we're not in the Oh, sorry,
1: red team. Yep, red and blue. Uh, the main, main screen looks as it did before. Heart rates have increased across the board. Cameras pan along walls, showing grainy images of bullet hole riddled hallways. Tycho, this is Hudson. Blue team is entering bridge access. Red team, what is your status? Hudson, this is Michaels. Uh, red team is nearing the crew deck. ETA, less than a minute to the beacons.
2: Is there any sign of life still on the ship?
1: Lieutenant Commander, uh, uh, other than the beacons, no. Uh, Ensign Farouk pipes up. No, we haven't see- received anything since the last communication, sir. Uh, Tycho, uh, Red Team reporting in. Crew deck search beginning. Uh, no sign of survivors. I have one of the beacons here, though. And the camera uh, uh, of the guy that's of squad leader goes over to another person of Red, uh, red Team that's looking down at a uh, flashing beacon that's just on the ground. Uh, there's a portable terminal next to it, sir. The terminal is on. Ensign Farooq pipes up. Lieutenant Commander readings on the port side of the ship. Pressure loss on the deck. On deck four.
2: Shit, we're on, being boarded. On our ship. Report to the deck.
1: Uh, team, Return. Holy shit, sir! Uh, uh, red Red Team squad leader says, "Sir," and the camera pans to a terminal that has uh, like just a simple line of text on it, and like the flashing like text cursor thing mm-hmm. at the end of it, and it says, "Dead Feds. Odin sees all." God damn. Vikings. Holy fuck. Michaels, what the fuck? Pull back! And he looks up and you see there is a, uh, corpse of a, uh, Confederate soldier. That's been blood eagled the fuck out on the ceiling. And so you give the orders to pull out and yep. you immediately hear the sounds of gunfire on the ship on their ship, not your ship. Uh, sir, movement on the far side of the Atkinson, sir, the turrets, they're turning.
2: Oh, God. All right. I need green team to go to deck where the pressure loss is uh, happening. I need red team and blue team to come back. We need to reposition the ship, tell the chancellor we're about to make some moves.
4: Petty Officer Mulvaney, I, I hear your call. We're headed there now.
2: So, yeah, you get the orders to
1: check deck four where the pressure loss is. Um, and uh, all right, let's see. How are we going to do this? So I guess we'll, we'll end that cut on... Uh, Sir, they're targeting us. There's a firing solution, and blue team says, "Sir, the bridge—it's been sealed shut. There's no getting in." And cut back to the crew quarters. As well, I'm assuming orders you, are being well, relayed. You, yeah, you see the two green team people that are watching, that were standing in front of the door that uh, petty officer put there, immediately go up to comms, and they like rack slides on their guns. <laughs> and put the visors down on their VAC suits. One of them turns into the room. Get VAC suits on right now. Shut the door. Don't open unless one of
3: us tells you to. Got it? And, and they, I nervously shake my head yes, and I start putting a VAC suit on my daughter first.
1: They walk outside of the doors and hit the, uh, uh, the door shut, and the door and shuts closed. Uh... So quick uh, uh, world building thing. So um, the Vikings have not been like people don't know what they are yet. Oh, so you would not know that they were Vikings. I should have said that earlier. I didn't set that up right. OK, but um, you would just presume, oh, this is HSU special ops or something
2: weird. Right. Because I, I thought that the Vikings were created because of a known threat and like people just knew about that.
1: People didn't know the Vikings existed really until like after the war, mm. and
4: uh, when the video was released. Yeah, right? when the
1: video was released of the Vikings basically committing war crimes. Okay. Um, until then, Vikings were like whispered about, but they didn't have a name. They were just like these super soldiers that mm. the Hsu oh, had. Sorry about that. No, no, no. That that's not on you. That's totally fine. We're we can we're adults. We can on that. Not a big deal. So. <laughs> All you think is we're like,
4: adults. We can play a role-playing game correctly. We
1: <laughs> can do whatever we want. <laughs> uh, so, Lieutenant Commander, uh, give me—I don't know—give me a set of orders, and we'll see how people do.
2: Uh. That's your order. <laughs> Burp. Burp. Fart. I need red team. Try and blow a hole to the bridge. Go around if you need to. I need blue team return back to the shuttle. I need people here on the bridge to fire on those gun turrets. I need green team to secure the airlock and I need someone to check in with the goddamn Chancellor.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: Blue team gunship. We need... uh, Sorry, fire on the... Fire on the guns. Fire on the guns. Blue team return to ship. Red team go for bridge. Uh, got it. Green team. Uh, green, you guys already have your orders, so you're yeah. ahead of the curve.
4: Yeah, we're going to deck four or whatever.
1: Yep, where the pressure loss was.
4: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Ooh, let's go over to the uh, green team. This will be cool. So, uh, green team, you guys move down into deck four, which is engin- which is the engineering deck, which is where most of the mechanical bits of the ship are, where the fusion drive is, um, where, like, life support and all that shit is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you head down, like, these uh, gantry stairs, like what you would see in some, like, factory. They're like these metal slatted stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the light is all red. Um, you carry a pulse rifle in your arm. You're in uh, combat armor. A what rifle? A pulse rifle.
4: Shoots pulses?
2: It shoots in a pulsing manner.
4: Is pulses bullets
3: out Ooh. hard.
4: Okay, cool.
1: It's like a heavy caliber. Like it, it fucks shit up. Rad. Um so you're you're leading your team, so tell me how you search this deck and I'll tell you what happens.
4: Uh green two, check the status of the fusion drive. Green three, check the status of the life support for the rest of the ship. Uh the rest of you here with me. We're gonna lock down the we figure out the air loss.
1: Right away, Green Leader. And uh, everyone goes about their duties. And so uh, this is... Mm, all right. So we, we watch uh, from a first-person perspective of you, Mulvaney, and we see your gun up on your shoulder. We get, like, the first-person shooter perspective, right? When we see your gun uh, looking around in all the corners, checking for anything, um, flashlight on the end of your gun illuminating... Uh, where it needs to. Um, On your heads-up display in your your helmet, um, you see the heartbeat of your squad mates. Um, And uh, so you sent someone, a guy you sent on life support. Sir, I think I found, and his radio cuts off, and his heart rate just flatlines, and you hear gunshots come from where he was near life support.
2: Green team, what the hell just happened? We lost
1: someone.
4: I'm not sure. Uh, Hang on uh, green team to the life support.
1: So you all form up together and, um, uh, life support has these two hallways that run parallel to each other that eventually terminate around this life support module that provides oxygen and CO2 recovery and all of that. Um, and so you three are walking down one corridor and the other guy that you sent that to move back with you is down Mm -hmm. the other corridor. And, uh, You guys are walking in tandem, and again, we see, like, a flashlight checking corners. Um, And you hear a loud thud, and this thing... You look across this other walkway, and you see this thing that's seven feet tall. It's huge, thickly corded with muscle, is on top of green, too, and is just pummeling him to death with his fists. And the sound of his helmet crunching into the, uh, the deck gives you pause. Roll a fear save for me. So I've given you, ca- you NPC character sheets, which have a stat called instinct, mm-hmm. and you roll instinct for everything, unless you have a special skill that adds to it.
4: Hmm. Okay. That's really cool.
1: So you'll just roll under your instinct for
4: fear. Really easy to okay. stat block. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not looking at Frankie's character sheet, I'm just looking. That's at correct. It. Uh... I rolled a five and then double zeros.
1: So a five, so you don't I panic. I rolled a
4: five, this is zero. Yes. That's cool.
1: Yep, since that's your tens digit, it's a zero. Oh, and and that's th- your 100. ones digit is a five, so you rolled a five. It's only yeah. 100 if you roll a zero on the other dice, then it's a 100. Oh. I know it's, it's stupid and confusing, but that's, that's, so, hold that's on. how it be.
4: Sorry, I'm gonna ask this question because I've been confused before. If no, I rolled okay. that, that would be 100.
1: No, if you rolled zero zero I uh, sorry, I can't see it. Sorry, they're both zeros. That would be one hundred.
4: But if I rolled
1: 0-0-1, uh, that would be one.
4: Okay, cool. Rad. So yeah, I rolled a five, so I pass.
1: You pass with flying colors. Uh so your other soldiers freeze, but you don't. You can act. What do you do?
4: I chime into the lieutenant. Lieutenant command. we've been boarded. There's a, a foreign creature in the, in, in the life support bay in the, the far hallway.
1: And it, it turns and looks at you, Frankie, and it's Fuck. wild eyes. Like, looks somewhat human, um, but it's bone structure. Like, you, you can vaguely make it out in the red light. It's humanoid looking, but if you added... 180 pounds of muscle and underneath like its skin has armor plates so its features are incredibly uh, pronounced it's got like a super thick fat forehead you've got like plating underneath its arms and it's not in like a vac suit or anything it's just a guy naked that's pummeling this guy to death on the on the deck and he he's looking at you while he does it and he stops and he pulls up the head and the green two's head is just completely like caved in.
4: Uh, Green team, uh, open fire on the foreign creature. Oh shit! And
1: they all just start shooting at it. Cut over to the bridge. So let's see how your orders go, uh, Lieutenant Commander. So we had uh, red team uh, flank and breach the bridge. Um, Okay, blue team going to the gunship. And your bridge bridge bridgemen shooting at the gun turrets. Okay, they so they critically succeed. So, um, uh, since you are a transport frigate, you don't really have you can't go toe to toe with this thing, but you do have these. This thing still has to bring its guns all the way online, so you get first shot, and you really only have one anti-capital class gun. (laughs) So you immediately take out one of the turrets that was slowly panning over to broadside you. And a plume of uh, uh, yellow fire explodes out from this gun turret atop the Atkinson. Um, But the other one continues to turn. And um, you hear your ensign call, Brace for impact! Cut over to the engineering... No, cut over to crew quarters. So you feel the ship shake as these macro turrets atop the frigate fire... (laughs)
3: And probably could hear gunfire coming from below decks. I mean, it's not yeah. that big of a ship. Yep. I just, I literally, I pick up uh, Jassa, my daughter, and I got to roll to see if I'm a coward or not. i mean, not a coward, but like, do I f- fight or flight? Yep. Oh, I go into the corner. I take her with me and I kind of set her in the corner and I stand in front of her and I get down and I just kind of start praying I assume yep. to something uh, Buford uh, is now visibly shaking
1: and, and rocking in his chair and he says it'll be okay if there's enough men on the ship we're going to be okay they're going to stop whatever's happening and we're going to be fine we're going to be fine and all of a sudden the the guy that was sleeping on top of the bunk like takes his eye mask off uh, what, what, what is, what is happening, Chancellor?
3: We've been boarded.
1: What the f- And you didn't think to wake me? You piece of shit! And he, like, gets up from his bunk and floats down over to Buford and starts, like, shaking at Buford, who's now just, like, an incoherent, sobbing mess. And Jossa looks up at you and says, Mom, what, what is happening?
3: And that kind of steals me. And I grab her and I say, we're getting out of here. And I run past these two fighting dolts and I <laughs> start prying open the door and making my way into the hallway. All right.
1: Roll uh, instinct for me. Uh,
3: it's, oh, that's a seven.
1: So you the um, the door is uh, so you can't pry it open, but um, you see that there is a key card. Um, That's hanging on like a little. um, Yeah, like like, trying things
3: to like grab it and swipe and it just opens (laughs) and go through.
1: Cut over to uh, Green Leader. So your squad opens fire on this thing and you see bullets are tearing into it and like bits of flesh come off. But as the flesh comes off, you see it impacts like something solid underneath. And the thing cocks its head and uh, pushes in zero G and jumps up into the ceiling. You hear screams come from behind you, and another one of these big things has pounced on one of your other guys and is just pummeling him to death.
4: Shadi, this is some real crazy shit. We need backup down here, ASAP.
2: No backup.
4: There's two of them now. I'm losing men left and right.
2: We just sent two teams to a trap. Mulvaney, I need you to get the VIPs out of here.
4: Okay. Uh, 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 on it, Captain. <laughs>
2: Mulvaney, retreat to crew quarters and exit the VIPs. You see this
1: thing take uh, your uh, green four's arm and just rip it out of its socket and throws it, and the thing f- spins in zero G away. And you lose sight of the thing that crawled around in the ceiling.
4: Sir, let's get the fuck out of here! Retreat, to- retreat, let's go.
1: So you haul ass back up these stairs, um, up through engineering, back towards the crew quarters. Cut back over to the bridge... Uh, Ensign Fruit, uh, there's like klaxons that are blaring. Uh, sir, uh, uh, sir, they're about to fire on us. Remember your goddamn
2: training. Steal yourself. All
1: right. Full the thrusters. Get us out. Get us away from being broadsided. And um, someone punches in, uh, commands into the ship. And you, uh, all of you, everyone on the ship at once falls over um, as the ship hard turns to try to not present its entire flank um so that it's a smaller target uh and then uh, let's see so so an explosion rocks the back of the ship as um one shell goes wide and misses but another hits like the back half of the ship as it's kind of turning like uh clockwise and hits hits the butt of the ship and uh the red lights change to uh, being a stronger red and a flashing yellow light also. So super good if you have uh, epilepsy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cut over
3: to um, uh, the chancellor. Um, We're in the hallway or one of the, you know, pathways through different quarters and or different sections of the hall and I you know I'm not even really sure where to go. I just don't want to be stuck in a corner, like like I, I we just need to be moving. So I'm listening for where there's activity and then trying to remember where we boarded. But it's like so much is happening. There's so much sound, so much movement, so yeah. much light that I'm just very disoriented. Um, Mulvaney, so you uh,
1: you come up the stairs and you see on an adjacent in an adjacent hallway. Um, the chancellor and her daughter run past. They're probably like sixty feet away. Like down, like you go down this hallway and would make like a left, and they just run past you.
4: I go after them.
1: Okay, so you you begin running down the hallway. Well,
4: I send uh, a team member to the quarters to gather the rest of the people that were in that room. Okay, so and then I go after him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's dead. So there, there is just one left. Uh-huh. Um, at least one whole guy left. Yeah, and one whole guy. One whole guy. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you so y- uh sprinting down the well. Y- you're not sprinting again, so there's no gravity. I keep forgetting that. So you're like pulling yourself mm-hmm. down the um down the hallway. And yeah, you you see uh, the chancellor running down this this other hallway towards like the back of the ship. Uh, chancellor, uh, the lights go out. Um, power is lost to the whole ship for a second and all the red lights go out at once and all there is is the strobing flashing emergency lights.
2: We have power on the bridge.
1: I'm checking on that now, sir. Uh, Oh, this is bad. Um, They hit part of the fusion plant. We're, We're leaking power bad.
2: Ensign, I need you to send a message, Torpedo. Take all the footage we have of these things and send it back to fleet command.
1: Yes, sir. And one of the uh, warrant officers who's actually going to do it looks up and the ensign goes behind him and smacks him upside the head. Do it, he gave you an order. And he like furiously is typing on the console to prepare a message to be sent. Cut over to the chancellor. Um, All we see is the flashing yellow. So it's completely dark and then it illuminates yellow light. On like the fifth illumination, you see a shape at the end of the hallway, this hulking, brutish shape, um, seven feet tall. This thing, uh, the inspiration for them is Andre the Giant. Okay. So they're about that tall, about 400 pounds. And again, they have this bone structure underneath their skin that makes all of their shape extremely exaggerated. Okay. And they have reflective cat eyes. So as the light flashes, you see their silhouette, but you see the yellow reflection of their eyes. Traitors to Midgard will receive no mercy by Odin's decree you're sentenced to die here. And you now round the corner and see the Chancellor's face-to-face with one of these fucking things on the other end of the hallway. And I'm sorry, when I say you, I'm speaking to Petty Officer.
3: Uh... She's just standing there, but she has the prescience of mind to take her daughter off of her shoulder and just kind of throw her back behind her. And since it's zero G, it's hopefully something. Yeah, no, she like, it's she's just like this, like, and she just kind of looks up and it's just like, that's her last act of grace. Danny,
4: so I, as this young girl is floating through time and space, <laughs> uh, I grab her and I shove her into the arms of my teammate, and I direct him to go where the rest of the uh where the other guy other green guys were taking the other passengers to some lifeboat of some sort. Yes, sir.
1: Good luck. And he grabs her and like just as fast as he can, like pulling himself down the hallway away and an explosion another explosion rocks the ship, and the thing on the end of the hallway like, loses its balance for a second. We cut over back to the bridge. Lieutenant Commander, we're we're losing power fast. We've got breaches and holes in decks. One, three, four is now completely lost. So I'm recommending that you get to the lifeboats.
2: I'm done with your recommendations for today. Yes, sir. Uh, you go to the lifeboats. Set the course for this ship to keep us out of the range of that gunship. Rest you. It's been an honor serving with you. Everyone, no one moves. Sir, we're not leaving. I said get the fuck off my bridge.
1: <laughs> fuck. The ensign uh, goes over and grabs uh, a helmet and secures it to his vac suit. Well, come on. The captain gave you an order. Or the commander gave you an order. And people start getting up from their stations uh, and uh, the ensign hands his helmet to uh, one of the other men. Lieutenant Commander, you're not going to be able to fly this thing by yourself. I'm going to stay aboard and help you move this thing. All right. He goes over to one of the navigation chairs and like pulls the keyboard closer to him and begins furiously typing. We feel the ship rock to life as the... Um, remaining amount of thrust you have is switched and you begin moving away uh, from the Atkinson that is continuing to fire, not very accurately, but at you. Um, Blue Team reports in... Sir, we're back... (coughs) Sir, we're back to the gunship and we're headed towards your position. Uh, Keep a course and we should meet up to you here in a few minutes.
2: Blue Team, ship is lost. I need you to look over these people as they leave this ship. Sir... Guide their ships back to fleet command as best you can. We need to try and save these things.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, And
2: uh, status of red red team.
1: So the uh, um, cameras come back up on the main screen and you see everyone has been flatlined except uh, red five. Red five still has a slight heartbeat. His camera is broken and there's just static on his camera feed.
2: Private Sherrod, are you in? sir
1: sir are you there
2: private charade report sir
1: i'm on the bridge
2: what do you see i don't know sir point your camera son
1: so the the camera um the static changes to a uh very grainy picture there's a crack in the middle of the display um and uh you see Private Sherrod's boots first um, and he, his, his, the front of his uniform is covered in blood um, as he's like pushed up against a, a wall. And you can see the bridge of the Atkinson is similar to yours. Um, and you can see a, uh, a, a man is human looking. He's, uh, he's got this weird apparatus that's attached to his back. It's almost like uh, spidery mechanical arms that are like touching all of the various uh, command consoles of the ship. Sir, what the fuck is that?
2: I don't know. But it's not leaving alive.
1: Yes, sir. Understood. I'm signing off.
2: Godspeed. And the, the feed clicks
1: to static and the audio goes away. Cut back over to the hallway. Um, the uh, the ship uh, shakes, and the um, creature in front of you like loses its balance and uh, is rocked up against the side of the hallway. Chancellor Petty Officer, what do you do?
4: So when the ship gets rocked and the thing kind of gets knocked silly for a second, I just shout down the hallway, Chancellor, go!
3: kind of like awoken from like this weird like I'm prepared to die moment. It's like an urge for survival and I go and I like plant a foot on the, on the walkway backwards and I kind of push myself back as hard as I can. Hopefully it works. Petty officer?
4: Down the hallway. Take a left. Five doors down. Take a right. Open the door. You'll, that's where the lifeboats are.
3: Grabbing, moving, pushing myself. Now I'm back here. And this uh, this thing writes itself up again
1: and uses its huge arms to just like fly down this hallway. It's pulling itself in zero G right towards you.
4: I throw myself at it.
1: So you you slam into this thing, this 400 pound mass hurtling down the hallway. Um, make a an inst- roll instinct for me, uh, which is a body save.
4: that is a 20
1: nice so you uh,
4: S- i succeed
1: yes yeah. so instead of being thrown all over i'll give you what do you do you're not like like thrown aside you're like i like to grapple onto him or i don't know what you do but you steal yourself and you're able to act in however you want
4: they're naked yes crash right into his dick
1: no ding dong, no junkalunk.
4: Interesting.
1: Like a boy Barbie doll.
4: A Ken doll.
3: <laughs> no boy Barbie. Doll. <laughs> <laughs> Distinct
4: difference. Uh. I want to cr- try to crash like right into the into his tummy, where I think his tummy would be. Mm-hmm. Feet first.
1: You also, he doesn't have a belly button. Which is weird. But yeah, you crash into his tummy.
4: You are. Feet first.
1: Yeah, so you, uh, I think he's expecting to like bowl over you, but you kind of get yourself into like this almost human-sized torpedo yeah. and use all of your mass and weight to kick him in the stomach. And he exhales loudly and it sends him reeling and his momentum slams him into the side of the, uh, the ship you see his head take a wicked crack into um, a pipe. That's wicked crack! Wicked crack, bro! Wicked crack, bro! <laughs> uh, and the pipe like cuts through his head, and you see it take a chunk out of this like weird material that sits just below his skin on his head. It's uh, looks like bone, but it's abnormally thick, and there's little black um, fibers within it.
4: Peppa flakes.
1: It is pepper, actually. Pepper. Your season.
4: That's the secret.
2: <laughs> we did it. Game over. And
4: nice. And this, this
1: thing looks at you,
3: Put you first.
4: I'm going to fart. Do it. No, I got scared. No, oh, you I don't can't ever announce. just let it go,
3: I'm man. So
4: scared.
3: <laughs> it is I'm a scary scene. Cut over to the chancellor.
4: I am nervous, Gassy. That's for sure. Just
3: scrambling for my life to try to get to my daughter. Trying to remember the directions she gave me. So you, you find the room. Uh, shuttle bay, whatever it is, lifeboat.
1: Yeah, so there's, um, at the back of the ship, there's uh, six life pods that could conceivably, like each life pod could hold 12 people. So there's enough to conceivably take the whole frigate of right. 50.
4: The whole frigate.
3: Just frantically trying to find my daughter. And join her on the ship with uh the other uh ensign or whoever that is and uh hug her mightily and then just kind of My God. I don't know what's happening here. I,
2: I thought oh. you were really about to put that up to your ass and fart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we need a fart okay. mic for sure. So we'll we'll close out this scene on uh well we'll do we'll do a couple of scenes before we close. Um the bridge. So you and Ensign Faroo are flying the ship as fast as you can away from the Atkinson to give time for the lifeboats to get clear. The, uh, the bridge door, uh, is the bridge door shut? What have you, what do you do on the bridge to secure it? What yeah.
2: It's automatically shut because of the warning, right? Yep. It's so it's trying to it, seal it, pressure in all the cabins.
1: And it's locked down, so conceivably, um, you guys are safe. Yeah.
2: 100%. Totally safe. Nothing could get in here.
1: So you hear a pounding on the other side of the airlock. Okay. No, I'm glad. Am I hearing you?
2: I'm not hearing you now. Fuck.
3: Did you turn it off? You turned your mic off.
4: No, I did it. Is it supposed to be up or down? Up is is on. There you go. It didn't do it. I'm just so... I don't know what's happening. Can you just
2: leave it in the mic
4: stand? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> Poor Charity. It's not easy being green. <laughs> so the uh, the door to the bridge starts opening.
4: Everything's fine. It just... sounds like that. <laughs> That's, As it sounds like that. Effects. A... <laughs>
1: so the bridge door is, is uh, being gradually forced open. That doesn't
4: sound gradually good. forced or forced.
1: Forced. Cool. Open. <laughs> and uh, standing in the doorway is one of these big fucking
2: things. Lieutenant Commander pulls a big ass knife off the side of his leg. He's like,
1: "Well, all right then. Roll a, a instinct for me, and you can roll uh, if you have combat training or yeah, combat or military training. You can add that.
2: I don't." I have more. I do have military training, but oh, I still rolled, rolled super high. <laughs> <laughs> What's that no. it? Oh.
4: That's my mouth, you dumbass.
1: So you go to stab this thing and Hopeful. it it just like casually, supernaturally fast, grabs your wrist and just snaps your wrist with a ah! thumb. Ah! And uh <laughs> takes your broken arm and forces you to the kneeling position. Stay. And Ensign Faroo is like typing furiously. He sees this thing come in and, no, commander. And he, uh, re- Ensign, you don't stop. Reaches to his, fuck. And he just is like typing away and um, puts the ship on full burn. Um, uh, the thing uh, lets go of your arm and like your hand just like limply falls. Uh, uh. Broke. Well, I guess it doesn't fall. There's no gravity, but it's bro- <laughs> totally broke now. Um, and he walks over to the ensign and takes his hand. Again, Andre, the giant hands, that could easily like cover your whole head. Uh. grabs the ensign's head and just squeezes, and the ensign's head just it takes Pops. a few seconds, and then it all like the bone just gives <laughs> way.
2: Ah, 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 ah. Jesus Christ, what the hell are you?
1: And it turns and smiles at you again, totally naked. <clears throat> and uh,
3: no dick.. <laughs>
1: No, no, Dick Barbie Barbie boy doll. Cut over to uh, <laughs> we'll just we'll just get to the um, yeah to the jizz.
4: Yeah, it's <laughs> about is- fucking time. Oh my
2: god! <laughs> so I
4: hate you. The, the
1: scene uh, the seed scene cuts to black, and it comes back up, and all of you. Um, so it is the chancellor your daughter, Buford, your speechwriter, lieutenant commander, uh, petty officer, and then the remainder of blue team that tried to board the ship and stop this. Um, everyone looks way more fucked up to suggest that time has passed. And you are all um, uh, bound by like plastic uh, zip ties, uh, feet and hands bound together. And um, the, your daughter is next to you, um, and you're all sitting in the uh well not sitting you're kneeling in the airlock of the uh, Ticonderoga and there are three of these things that are standing watching you uh um, pred- predatory eyes just l- watching you like Ow. watching you, you see your every Free move da-na, da-na.
3: And uh, the scene closes out. I'm just looking at Jossa, just telling her, just look at me. I love you. Just look Uh, at me. Just repeating that. So uh, a couple. uh, So
1: in game terms, like probably 15 minutes, 20 minutes has passed. And uh, you now see that there are HSU soldiers in vac suits and armored combat vests that are like pulling bodies From the ship and putting them into the airlock like deliberately walking past you Um, these are just regular human grunt soldiers that are moving this stuff Um, while these three imposing figures these andre the giant looking motherfuckers watch all of you Um, so uh, eventually down the hallway comes a human man Um, lieutenant commander you recognize well not human looking man Um, You recognize him as the one on the bridge of the other ship. He is of average-looking build. Um, Over one of his eyes is a complicated and strange-looking device that whizzes and whirs with movement. A blue light emits out of its center as he approaches large men. They stand at complete attention, perfectly still, unmoving. Approaching man stops in front of lieutenant commander.
2: Name and rank, soldier. Lieutenant commander, Isha Shadid.
1: We will be sparing two of your soldiers here. Point to them and give me their names and ranks, please.
2: Who do they have?
1: Um, They have uh, two people from blue team. They have um, Green Leader, Charity's character, uh, Mulvaney. And then they have uh, Green Five, who was originally escorting Jassa and Buford.
2: What happened to my red team?
4: They're dead. Who
2: are you?
1: I am HSU V1 Odin 08. I'm here to eliminate the CS Ticonderoga as a threat, as well as eliminate the personnel you are transporting.
2: We're a transport ship.
1: Please give me the names of the soldiers you'd like spared. (coughs) Otherwise, I will choose them myself. But I wanted to give you the honor of asking you first.
2: The lieutenant commander looks down, his hands broken. <sighs> and he looks into the eyes of each of his soldiers. What does he see as he looks into their faces?
1: Terror, sadness. Some of them are like trying to accept what is happening. Um, but a lot of fear.
2: What guarantee do I have that you will spare them, and not use them for another trap?
1: None. There is no guarantee
2: here. This is what I offer. Hmm. Why two? Because I am feeling generous today. Mulvaney. Yes sir. Why did you join?
4: The Confederacy? Because I believe in freedom, sir. I w- want to fight for the freedom of our people and continue the legacy that has been brought before my fellow soldiers.
2: It's a pretty good answer. Why did you really join?
4: Pay for my schooling, sir.
2: Who here is the youngest?
4: Uh, I'm 19, sir.
1: Someone from the <laughs> blue team raises his hand. Uh, 20, sir.
2: All right. Very good. Take them to the life pod.
4: Where, where are we going? You are free. Lieutenant.
1: One of the uh, well, the two, two of the um, hulking brutes um, grab you um, by your like bindings and zero G. So they don't have to work that hard. But one picks you up. The other picks uh, the other from blue team up.
3: So this whole time is like, just take my daughter with you. It's like almost incoherent at this point. I didn't want to interrupt you guys. No, no, no. She's just been screaming. Yeah. And he's flat out ignoring it. As soon as she heard, we're here to deal with your cargo. Just take my daughter, let my
2: daughter go. H1, whatever the hell you are, that's a child. Got nothing to do with this. Just repeat. They will die an honorable
1: death then, which is all anyone can really hope for.
2: Child can't die an honorable death. We
1: were born on Mars and have been tasked by the HSU command to persecute those who have chosen to leave Midgard. You and yours fall under that designation. Your punishment is execution.
2: You're a fucking freak.
1: Put them into the airlock. And the, um, we, we don't need to, like, hold on this too much longer. We see um, people being picked up by the um, giant thing and placed inside the airlock with the other dead bodies and the scene fades to black and we hear the sound of an airlock close and then another airlock open and pressure just leave. And that's where we'll take our first break. Everybody don't go anywhere. Um, probably going to be a much more uplifting part two and three. Let's see.
2: Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Viking. <laughs>